Media Consumers, I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm David Shoemaker. We're the hosts of The Ringer's Press Box Podcast. Twice a week, we have a free-flowing conversation where two old, old friends talk about media and sports and a little politics. Plus interviews with guests like John Krakauer and Jamel Hill. Funny stuff like the overworked Twitter joke of the week. Join us every Monday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that's right. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Ying. Today, we're taking a breather from a long trek across the plains of Central Asia, opening our sheep stomach satchels and taking a big, refreshing swig of hot milk. Except, wait, something's wrong with the milk. I may just be a simple nomad, but it seems as though the heat from our long trip has denatured proteins in the milk and lactic acid bacteria latent in the atmosphere have converted the sugars into lactic acid thus producing a thick, sour dairy product that I shall call yogurt. And that's all yogurt is, really, people. Milk that's been allowed to rot to our benefit. We don't think of it the same way we do cheese or butter or bread, but yogurt is as omnipresent as any of those staples. A lot of us eat yogurt every day without really thinking about it, which makes us especially susceptible to the yogurt marketing machine. I mean, what do you really know about yogurt? I imagine most Americans think of yogurt as sweet, but is it really? Doesn't it usually need fruit or jam or honey or crushed up Oreos to be sweet? And is yogurt really better when it has a cream top or comes in a glass jar? Do Icelandic people make the best yogurt or do the Greeks? Could I interest you in some Chinese yogurt? The other day, my wife came home with a few cups of Icelandic skier, another would-be contender for the yogurt aisle throne. The package said, it takes nearly four cups of milk to produce one cup of skier. That's impressive, right? That's why it's on the package. Ostensibly, we're supposed to say, 
oh, wow, they have to filter out three cups of not skier to get to the good skier. But the part of my brain that knows things tells me that dairy products are super resource intensive and using four cups of milk to produce one cup of skier is not a good thing. And that, in fact, it makes it four times worse for the climate than one cup of milk. My point is not that you should boycott Icelandic yogurt, but rather just because something's advertised on a package doesn't make it a positive. Yogurt's amazing. I love it. We should all try to understand it a little better and use it in ways that the package doesn't tell us, like, say, putting it in flour tortillas. That's what today's recipe from listener Alicia O instructs us to do. Alicia was looking for a way to make more tender flour tortillas for her teenage son, who is a tortilla fanatic, and she took a cue from other flatbread recipes she'd played around with. I'll let her tell you all about it, but after that, stick around to find out how Dave Chang, Priya Krishna, and I fared with our own tortillas. When you're done listening, if you want to make Alicia's tortillas, check out the recipe link in the description or by joining the Major Domo Media Discord server. Let us know how they turn out. And when you're done listening today, head on over to the Major Domo Media YouTube page to see video footage of all our tortilla-making adventures. start us off right here make the case for making your own flour tortillas at home as opposed to just buying the bag i mean just buy the bag right isn't that so much easier (laughs) (laughs) but um i come from a heritage where we periodically like to dive in and make our beans from scratch and our tortillas from flour so um my son absolutely loves fresh homemade tortillas and if i don't feel like driving the three blocks to the tortilleria, I will just make some at home. So that's, that's how it goes. Uh, I think you should, you should, they're simple. They're so simple to make. Uh, there's, they're better too, right? They, they genuinely taste better than the store-bought stuff. They're pretty fantastic. Absolutely. Cause you can flavor them any way you want or plain and who doesn't like a hot tortilla with butter. That's, yeah. that's probably the right way to go every day. <laughs> Underrated yeah. the, the tortilla with butter. It's, it's not just hundred percent. It's not just for kids. I'll snack on that all day long. That is delicious. <laughs> all right. So tell me about this. Tell me about this heritage. Tell me about growing up. You 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 guys made your own tortillas, your own beans. What, what was this all about? Yeah. So I had a really interesting background. My dad's family is from South America. We recently found his heritage is Peru, um, which explains my love for potatoes. <laughs> and my mom's family is very much the Lewis and Clark. Um, we actually had people who came over. So when I say diverse background, I'm not kidding. So, you know, me, Hispanic and white, right? My mom, very Caucasian. My ex-husband, Korean. So my daughter is Korean and a mix of me. And then my partner, who we've been together for 20 years, he's Tunisian. So North Africa. So you're going to find um, Harissa next to the chili garlic paste, next to the sriracha. <laughs> like you just don't know what you're going to come up with in our house. Who was, who was making tortillas in your, your household as a kid? Definitely my dad. Yeah. Yeah. He had three things that he made well. Tortillas, hot buttered popcorn, and pancakes on Sunday. <laughs> the, the, the dad trifecta. Every dad needs like three things they make well, right? That's like three that's things they can do. Is. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cereal and milk. He's got those three things down. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me where, how yogurt found its way into your flour tortillas. So I was making tortillas a couple of weeks ago and my tortillas are fine, but they're never fantastic. And I wanted to try something a little different. So I just happened to grab a tub of um, European style yogurt out of the fridge. 
I remember making some other bread. I think it was some Indian styled something. And um, I remember putting yogurt in it. And I thought maybe this is going to be the magic that helps me get those soft, pliable tortillas all the time. So I started off with a small amount and then just kept increasing it till I came up with something that tasted delicious. Okay. And so what, other than just like a little butter on tortillas, what are you usually serving these with at, at your house? So I tend to go towards Mexican styled stews. Um, those are always my favorite. Anything that's stewed that you can dip a rolled up tortilla in is a hundred percent delicious. Oh my God. What's your, do you have, so do you have a favorite? You have a favorite? Wisato? Yeah. My dad used to make, well, in his repertoire, right? He used to make um, kind of like a beef and vegetable stew that had a lot of um, like chipotle and peppers and, you know, potatoes and carrots and onions and garlic. And you would stew it all day long. And it was just like this thick, delicious thing that you would want to just dive right into with some runny refried beans. Oh my God. My son loves to go back and visit his family in Tunisia, and he would insist on taking his flour tortillas, but he loved uh, sticky rice more than anything. You would have thought he was the half Asian. And so we would send tortillas and soy sauce. <laughs> so, Because <laughs> so, I noticed when you, when you uh, wrote in that, you know, you had to double check with your son that these tortillas were up to stuff that they, they were uh, worthy yeah. of presenting to the recipe club. He's like a flour tortilla aficionado, it sounds like. A hundred percent. Doesn't joke around. If it's not good, not interested. Just put it to the side. Give me something else. <laughs> and he's 16. He's had 16 years to perfect his, his trade. <laughs> and so he will, bring the, he will bring your homemade flour tortillas with him to Tunisia? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He'll put them in the freezer and the Ziploc bag, find room for them inside of his suitcase and hope that there's enough for the three weeks or a month he's going to be there. <laughs> he's like a he's like a hobbit traveling to Mordor. He is like a this. hobbit. He takes his stuff. <laughs> not just that. He'll take the things he loves. I'm not kidding. A box of macaroni and cheese, flour tortillas and a bottle of soy sauce. That is just the strangest thing. And does he share the tortillas with his family in Tunisia? No, Nothing. absolutely not. Will so you don't not know share. If the, you don't know if the Tunisian side of the family enjoys the tortillas or not? You haven't got any feedback? Not a clue. Oh, wow. No, we actually had them here over the holidays for about three months. And I never had an opportunity to make them the tortillas. But they decided that their new favorite American food is cornbread. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, next time, next time your son goes to Tunisia or you have the family visiting, I need to get some feedback on, on these tortillas. I, I'm desperate Absolutely. to hear what they all think. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to. Welcome to another episode of recipe club, Chris Ying, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat, Mr. Chang. Uh, and we're, we're here with our, our intercontinental champion. Intercontinental continental champion. Priya Krishna. Priya Krishna. Hi, Priya. Hi. Nice to have the, the OG3 back again. Let's just talk about BLTs again. Let's go back yeah. to those days. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's go back to my parents' kitchen where they, my dad literally <laughs> disposed of the bacon in a set trash can like a mile <laughs> away from our house. <laughs> can I just say, of all the things I've ever cooked the past almost, is it almost three years since the pandemic began? That dish of tempeh soaked in an ungodly <laughs> amount of hot sauce. Frank's Red Hot, yeah. Frank's Red Hot was a, a, a nuclear, it felt like a nuclear explosion. 
<laughs> I've never had so much splatter. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the splatter. The splatter shrapnel was so intense. I mean, here, here's the recipe. Take a pan, saute pan, put enough oil so it's like, you know, covers the surface because that would be equivalent of like bacon fat. And then see what happens when you pour hot sauce in hot oil. <laughs> right. Here, here's the recipe if you, don't, if you don't have access to tempeh or Frank's Red Hot. Uh, drop a water balloon into a turkey fryer <laughs> yes. and just stand really close to it. That's exactly it. That's exactly Put your face right over it. See what happens. The, the most dangerous recipe. This recipe won. <laughs> that one, it was everyone's let, favorite. We really set ourselves up for failure. Yeah, the most dangerous recipe of, I've ever made. I think you mentioned <laughs> that that Grace really liked it. I think that's she what did. Grace and Jamie liked the recipe. Yeah, they really liked it. <laughs> And one people, I think they liked it because of the novelty. It's it's very similar to one of those movies that win best, mm. best picture in Oscars, and you look at it ten years later, and you're like, "How was that possible? Yeah, how did that even happen? Yeah, it was the Tempe. The Tempe BLT was the La La Land of BLTs. It's just like, wait, what? Or you know that thing with the the, the amphibian in water that won best picture. <laughs> oh, the, oh what, Shape of Water. Yeah, that nobody oh. ever watched. <laughs> Uh, the amphibian in water. <laughs> uh, the frogman frog in water that yeah. fa falls in love with the assistant or something. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. No, it's not. Priya uh, was very excited about today's ingredient. You selected this um, pretty early. No, number nine in the draft. This is the number ninth draft pick. Yogurt. Yogurt. When you do a little Google search for yogurt recipes, you get 481 million results, including several from Priya Krishna herself here. Uh, I think your dad's homemade yogurt is pretty high in the SEO of, of yogurt searches. I have to tell you all something, which is that my dad called me this morning. He was like, hey, I just listened to the canned beans recipe club episode. It was awesome. I'm so excited. Next week's yogurt. I'm going to submit a recipe. Is that okay? <laughs> And I was like, oh, dad, <laughs> I, I was so sad. I was like, you should have submitted one. We're, we're, we're recording it today. Did you, did you, did you white lie to him? You said, sure, dad, send it in. No, yeah. no, because like, then he would have been like, why didn't you pick my recipe? Anyways, I'm really bummed. I don't even know what my dad would have submitted, but I'm, I'm feeling sad. Dad, I'm so sorry you didn't get to submit your recipe club recipe in time. Mr. Aww. Krishna, that is not a, a true apology from your daughter. So <laughs> these are all lies, white lies. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, you, you, you say that he's like a yogurt. He's a yogurt shaman. He's a yogurt professional, a maestro of yogurt, right? Whisperer, shaman, call it whatever you want. He's a pro. Were you, were you, was your house just 100% homemade yogurt growing up? 100% homemade yogurt. Um, the story goes um, that my when my when my sister and I were born, my uh, maternal grandmother and my maternal grandparents came over and she was like, one of you all need to make homemade yogurt for your kids. And my mom was like, I'm busy. Give it to my and give it to my dad. So one day my grandmother just taught my dad how to make yogurt. And my dad sort of similar to me, he can't he doesn't do things like 10%. He like puts his whole, his whole self into all of his projects. So he just, this was, I mean, this must have been, this would have been like the nineties. So, so he covered himself in warm milk yeah. in a bathtub. He put himself fully into the yogurt <laughs> yeah, exactly. and just seeded it with his own lactobacillus. Is that what you're saying? 
so yeah, my dad basically was like, I will perpetuate the same yogurt culture my whole life. So since the nineties, he has kept that yogurt going. Like even on vacation, when we go on vacation, he freezes it so that he doesn't lose it. Like he's given it to neighbors. People know of my dad's yogurt starter. They like call us and they're like, we need Shelly's yogurt starter. Like that he, it is, it is like the stuff of legend in our local Indian community. It's similar to Nuka in Japanese culture, the rice bran pickle. Some are a hundred years old plus. Some are given as wedding presents. Totally um, similar. And I don't do it, even though I think they make the most delicious of pickles because it would, I, I kill, I, I, I mean, there's no way I would, my yogurt would never have lasted a week. I wonder what would last long, a goldfish or yogurt? Maybe goldfish. <laughs> I mean, Dave, you you once sort of talked about, I remember way back in the day, we talked a lot about like microbiological terroir. Like, do you, I invented that, that term, I know that you, phrase. I know. I, well, Those I were my Harvard I, days. <laughs> <laughs> Just like cramming two words together. Well, I mean, okay. Can you explain that concept and, and like, give me your general thoughts on this notion, whether it's a sourdough starter, a yogurt starter, a nuka starter. I hate hate to be the bearer of bad news, but at some point, wherever you are, the sourdough or starter that you started with, wherever it was, wherever it came from, has almost nothing to do with the starter that you use. Because wherever you create your starter, over time, it just is imbued with all the elements and all the terroir and all the microbes where wherever you're at eventually so it's not that it you know theoretically yes it has its progeny of someplace else but the flavors will be dramatically different the best way to think about this is something like oysters there's really only two oysters in the world that everything evolved kumamoto's and blue points think about all the times grapes another example you know like terroir literally changes the flavor of things and the, the same can be said. Again, I am not a microbiologist, but this is stuff that I feel like I actually paid attention to and learned because I had no choice. But uh, it's a, I think it's less about the flavor and more about the beauty, the the meaning of it, yes. of keeping something alive. So, yeah. Sorry to, 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 to destroy any <laughs> romantic notions of it. Well, right. I mean, that's like that's the whole point, right? Like you can't if you, if you move some grapes from Burgundy to Phoenix, Arizona. They don't maintain the same terroir. The same nothing sort of tastes the same wherever you're at. Right. Nothing will ever taste the same. And I think that's the right thing. I think that's good. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's good. good. Uh, do you make? Do you make yogurt, Priya? How often do you make your own yogurt? She not doesn't make yogurt. Often, not often. And you, you know what, that, my Dad? brother. You hear that, my, Dad? She won't take brother. your submissions, and she doesn't make yogurt. <laughs> my brother-in-law David, who lives in London and is not Indian, he makes yogurt. His yogurt's awesome. He puts us all to shame. I wish. I should just make my own yogurt. I just, I'm barely at home. I'm sorry, dad. I'm a huge disappointment. Mr. Krishna, if you need any new children, you have two sons in the waiting here. Just looking, <laughs> looking for some, we'll make yogurt. We'll he's do whatever a great, it He's a great man. He's so great. <laughs> Why Dave would you spent an afternoon him? cutting mangoes with my yeah. dad. Why would you disappoint him like this for a man like that? It's unbelievable. I know. Uh, how okay? Here's here's something I was thinking about though with yogurt, generally speaking, and we'll we'll get into the actual recipe here. But I want to talk about yogurt. Yogurt is old as hell. <laughs> like this is thousands of years BC. Yogurt just accidentally made somewhere in Central or Western Asia in like a goat skin bag or something. Like this is. I never really thought about it this way, but like yogurt 
is maybe like foundational human food. Like yogurt is is like on the top of like given its its widespread usage. Like there's never been a time since I was a kid that we haven't had some form of yogurt in our Speaking fridge. Speaking of that, some of the best yogurt I've ever had in my life is in China. Is that true? It's very true. Like from like commercial brands or like something? No. So when I stayed in this dodgy hutong like hostel back in the day when that existed in Beijing, just like a step above a hostel, it's like a boarding home. The 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 the, the woman that ran it would drop off these clay containers with a plastic cut top tied with string. It was like freshly made yogurt drink, and Whoa. you just punctured it with a straw. And I was like, well, I was blown was away. It like. It was like room. It was like cold. I think mm-hmm. it was definitely cold, if I recall. But it was delicious. It was sweet, and uh, it blew my mind because I did not understand that dairy existed in China. Mm. But clearly, I was wrong. Well, there's like I think there's something to the fact that like dairy in the form of butter, cheese, and milk doesn't really exist because of lactose intolerance. But I think there's something with yogurt because you know through lactic fermentation, most of the right. lactose is processed where it's more digestible. So like it makes sense that like yogurt is the form of dairy you would encounter but it's also funny that you're basically making it rotten in a controlled fashion <laughs> all right hey, chris you you're lactose intolerant can you but yogurt's all good for you uh yeah <laughs> what's your lactose intolerance like these days chang i think i've always been lactose intolerant don't stop me <laughs> <laughs> But on the on the yogurt tip, whether or not it gives you a stomach ache, are you guys do you? So for me, like yogurt was always in the fridge. We we have yogurt now. We have three different kinds of yogurt now. It's always in there in some form. When I was a kid, it was like the foil top Dannon Yo Play sugar bombs. Now it's like you know ritzy. Same thing. It's the same thing. Just it's the same. Now it's just bigger containers from Costco. It's Greek. The same thing, and it's Greek. I mean. Did you, is, was yogurt, is yogurt always been in your fridge? Is yogurt foundational to you guys? Yeah, it is found absolutely foundational for me. I think I go through about two tubs every week when I'm at home. Yeah, I, I eat a lot of yogurt. I mean, I grew up eating Gardi, which is cooked yogurt cooked with chickpea flour, turmeric, and a bunch of spices. It's probably one of my top five favorite meals of all time is my mom's Gardi. And so, yeah, cooked yogurt was a pretty regular part of my upbringing or it was like yogurt as part of jot or yogurt as part of raita i would say like savory yogurt preparations were as common as sweet yogurt preparations for us too so i i think that raita is one of my favorite yogurt products in the world i think it's like there's nothing more delicious than this thing here's where like always weirds like people marinate in yogurt and like mm-hmm. i always have a hard time doing it because i'm like but I'm just putting a whole thing of yogurt I could eat into this like raw chicken mixture. And now this yogurt has become useless. I have a hard time with that. But I don't I also don't know because like I mean, what like many meats are 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 marinated in yogurt, but I don't have the background to know of like what's happening and whether like I believe in it that much. I wrote a big story about this and it, it I mean, it it works is was my takeaway, like scientifically marinating in yogurt, like helps to tenderize the mm. meat is it isn't, the that, isn't, that com- isn't that common knowledge that yogurt tenderizes I mean, yeah but is it is it the acidity that does it in a different way than like a, just another acid i mean i think it's like it's similar to like mm. it has the things that like other marinating marination elements have to break it down i'm like pulling up my acidity right acidity now. actually is what helped 
it's I think it's a specific kind of acidity or something like that. I can't remember. McGee has it in on food and cooking. Okay, the lactic lactic acid present breaks down the connective protein collagen and acidifies the muscle fibers. Are you reading your own article? Yes. <laughs> Are you having a little bit of a hard time reading your own article? Yeah, I'm like, geez. You're like, <laughs> I, I used even, to be a lot smarter. You're like, I don't know what any of these words mean that I wrote in this article. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, all right, we got we got a pretty uh, impressive breadth of submissions for yogurt, and they sort of span from Arkansas to Denmark. There was uh, Chilber from from Turkey. There was a bunch of Indian dishes that Priya has obviously tackled elsewhere. There was a yogurt pizza dough, and then there was Alicia O's yogurt tortillas. What drew you to this, Priya? Well, there were a bunch of amazing. Indian submissions. I would say I was between the tortillas and the upma, which is one of my favorite, favorite dishes. And that looked amazing. But, you know, I feel like I'm always drawn to a quick bread that does not require proofing. And, you know, having grown up with fresh rotis uh, my whole life, I like, you know, I was like, okay, I can, I can handle a tortilla. I've never made a tortilla before, you know, the, the, the proper way. And, uh, I'd heard about yogurt flatbreads and that yog- yogurt sort of making like a, a flat, the flatbread process a lot more, uh, a lot easier and like the end product a lot more flavorful. I think that so Alicia came from a similar perspective. I think she so she is a Southern Californian of, uh, I think, Peruvian descent. She's got a very, very uh Mixed family. She's she's got some Tunisian relatives, some Korean relatives. She is a, a melting pot. She and her her son, I believe, is a huge fan of homemade tortillas. But she had heard the legend that you're talking about with the yogurt improving flatbread and everything. And so she was making homemade tortillas that were coming out a little bit dry. She said, not being a bread expert in the kitchen at all, I tried this recipe when making tortillas for my teenager. They have his seal of approval. So she basically added the yogurt hoping for a little bit more moisture in her tortillas. Uh, let's start here. How often, how often, if ever, have you two made homemade tortillas? Dave, have you made homemade tortillas before? I've done it at work over the years, so I'd probably say half a dozen times in my Flour life. Flour tortillas, right? Flour and corn. Okay. What about you, PK? I, I remember in like Montessori school, we someone one of the kids brought a tortilla press and i think we like all took turns making like corn tortillas in the tortilla press my my whole my whole existence as a parent is based on the assumption that my kids will not remember anything that they i remember subjected everything to do until they're like <laughs> nine years old no i remember we cooked a lot like we made pineapple upside down cake and we made tortillas once and uh i mean they were delicious but Basically, I've never made homemade tortillas in my own home. If I have made like a homemade round bread, it has been a roti. Yeah, but never, never tortillas, which is also why I was excited about this recipe. Chang, what do you think the bigger delta is in quality? A freshly made corn tortilla versus a one out of the bag or a freshly made flour tortilla versus one out of the bag? Corn has to be fresh. Mm -hmm. Flour doesn't really matter all that much to me mm-hmm. i mean yeah i listen if i go to home state is it home state that has a flour tortillas in la they're delicious yeah, i love yeah, it yeah. i'm not saying i don't but it's not something that i'm missing when i put it that way what i long for if i have a you know and, and yeah i do it a lot we'll buy, we'll buy corn tortillas 
that are sort of garbage because that's all you can get really. Yep. And you taste it, you're, you're just like, eh, it's what you know, you're not moved by the tortilla. Whereas when you go to a place that has great and they make their own masa and they do the whole nixtamalization process and you see it made, it's and it, it could be from the most humblest of spots and you see it, you taste it, you're like, this is this is awesome. I don't get that. I while I enjoyed making it, we'll talk about it in a second. I, I don't think the the I didn't have that longing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was extremely happy with it, but I, I think the the difference is greater with corn. I think it's proportionate to the effort though, too, right? Like the the freshly made corn tortilla is so much better because to make a fresh corn tortilla is so much more difficult, as we'll find out, than making a fresh flour tortilla. I think a fresh homemade or fresh house-made whatever flour tortilla is perceptibly better than a bagged one for sure. But I agree with Dave that like the difference between a fresh corn versus a bagged corn is infinite. A follow question, like if you were to choose you have to choose one flour or corn for the rest of your life for the re- for all applications the rest of your life yeah all applications including chips yeah mm. yeah all applications it's corn all the way because for me the only way i want i can have a quesadilla in both settings mm. right and and uh, you can't really eat a taco a flour taco is not the same to me christopher hmm I feel like credibility dictates that I have to say corn, but if I could only have one for the rest of my life across tortilla like, chips, man, are you kidding me? Yeah, but like fat. I, and I knew, f- I knew flour, Chris was going to be on my side. Flour, I knew, it, I knew it was going to be Dave was going to say flour, corn, crunchy and flour Chris was <laughs> like the fat boy inside me says flour, <laughs> <Yes>. man. <laughs> the yes. Fat boy inside, yes, Chris, yes, Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not like cool, it's not right, it's not authentic, but like. And part of part of it is because is for the reason you already said, Dave. Because like a great just for the record here, everybody, I'm representing the side that uh, you know (laughs) that Joe Manchin is actually part of the party of of you know his party, right? I'm representing that. Yet Priya and Chris seem to be the other side taking Manchin away from his party to the other side. So I'm just (laughs) saying that Chris Yang being the centrist. And clearly he kills a lot of things. So congratulations, Chris. It's more like I'm from Texas and Texans love flour tortillas. And it is just like we, when you are from Texas, flour tortillas rule all. If you said if I could have perfect corn tortillas for the rest of my life and never have to eat a not perfect one, I would take it. But Joe Manchin, that's actually right. I think you are Joe Manchin, Chris. (laughs) You look like you're from West Virginia. I wish that there was a reality home improvement show called Joe Manchin spelled like the house. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, All right. Well, we didn't, we didn't mess with corn tortillas here today. And uh, now that we've lost, you swung on flour. That's just crazy (sighs) to me. I know, man. I'm sorry. I was just speaking from, I was speaking from my, my I knew, I knew Chris's truth. I knew he was going to say flour. She outed me. She outed me as the, as the basic. You like flour tortilla chips? No, I don't really eat flour tortilla chips. It's not even a thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, just tortilla chips alone should swing you to t- corn. You know what's really good, though? It's like a, a tostada on a fried flour uh, tortilla. Oh, my God. The fattiest thing I don't thing even understand world. what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy eats a lot of tortilla chips. I don't even know why. You know what's funny? 
the last thing I ate was a tortilla chip just before I came up here. I feel like I've just like betrayed my betrayed my wife in the other room, basically. I don't <laughs> even understand like... what is happening here. If you can't eat the tortilla chips for the only reason tortilla chips is why you should vote for corn. Fuck. So in this in this hypothetical, I can never have a corn tortilla chip again for the rest of my life. Yeah. I might just kill myself. <laughs> I don't want to live this life. This life sucks, man. This is honestly, though, this is this is the life. Yeah, good toward. luck with your cauliflower chip while I eat hey, mine. Hey, 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 hey. Nobody here is advocating for cauliflower nothing. Your cauliflower okay? slash tapioca maldediction chip. Twisted. Don't get it twisted. Nobody is advocating for fucking cauliflower Well, pizza if you can't here. eat corn tortilla chips, that's what you're eating. <laughs> cauliflower chips. I'm just eating kale chips. You know what David and I had the other day that was absolutely horrible, Priya? Somebody what? is making cr- quote unquote crispy tomato chips. Just excuse me. Yeah, no, no, no. That is a misnomer. There's nothing crispy or chippy about these. These are, are sliced like tomatoes that are dehydrated. Yes. Yeah, out of season, extremely tart <laughs> tomatoes that are just dehydrated God. until they're chewy, like Ew. they're a choking hazard. With a wisp of <laughs> uh, uh, of a uh, a pizza shop. Uh, Toppings. Oh, no. Garlic, salt, (laughs) and oregano. Yeah, poopy. Extremely poopy. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Uh, okay, so this is um, <laughs> this is the recipe from Alicia O. Like I said, she's she's making these for her her family. It's pretty simple. It's all-purpose flour, lard, or in her case, they don't. I don't think they use pork fat, so she uses Crisco or bison tallow. A little bit of salt, uh, about a cup of water, and then can we about stop a f- here? Yes, sir. Where do you get bison tallow? <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that and I was I like, oh, yeah. <laughs> tallow is one thing. Tallow alone is hard to find, which, by the way, is how you should make the most perfect French fry in the world. It isn't beef fat. Tallow is beef fat. I, I don't even know where, how. I want to know. Did you ask her how she found so bison So I think tallow? it's like a common brand out there. But I mean, where? Priya. If you could only have bison where? tallow, where? Where? epic brands. Where? She's from Southern California. Would you say out there? That's where we are at. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say out there? Oh, she's out there. I don't know. I just, I place all of these people outside of my home. Therefore, they're out, <laughs> out there somewhere. You guys are technically out there too. Ep- uh, let's Google this. 
Epic Brands. I didn't want to shout them out because I don't know anything about them. Epic Brands Buffalo Tallow. Bison Tallow. Bison Tallow. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's like saying all Asians are the same. Good luck. Good job, Chris. Are buffalo and bison different? You just alienated all buffalo and bison. <laughs> Listen, on a recent episode of the Recipe Club podcast, I may have offended buffalo Americans by lumping them in with bison Americans. <laughs> There's a very <laughs> clear difference between these two uh, nomadic cultures. What if they are um, actually the same? <laughs> I, don't I don't even know. Said. I don't even I know think they they're the same. They could be the same. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> 11 oh. ounces of epic beef towel. Oh, epic beef. I don't know. I don't know, man. You can't find bison towel. This is all anyway. I, I, I mean, I just was like, when I read that, I said, tallow, come on. Here's the thing. I've never cooked with tallow in a home setting in my life. It's about 12 bucks for 11 ounces, which is pretty expensive. My, my tub of lard. Mandeka. Which I've been called before. <laughs> you know, people call you like tub of lard. <laughs> you tub of lard. <laughs> like, you know, have you ever heard that insult, you tub of lard? Like, that's like a real thing. And I've been Apparently called Apparently Chris that. has. I've been called a tub of lard. Manteca. Uh, Manteca was about two bucks. So, um, sorry, the last ingredients in all of this, other than the epic bison tallow, is a third of a cup of plain whole milk yogurt. Uh, she instructs just to mix the the fat and the flour together until it's basically combined, then start incorporating the liquids. She asked for like a wet, stickyish dough, which posed some rolling problems for me. But uh, then you just roll little golf ball sized things into tortilla shapes and you cook them really quickly in a dry pan. And that's the whole recipe. Priya, this is your this is your episode. You want to start us off with your experience? Yeah, uh, I'm just telling you guys in advance before you get mad watching the videos seth did help but what did you need help I, with turn it off turn, turn it off turn off recording we're out we're done <laughs> mostly because like our stand mixer is like really annoying and you have to like do certain things to make it to whatever to get it to work but he like he helped you know who broke uh, it seth yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know who you know who gaslit you to believe that your stand mixer needs special things done to it is Seth. Wow. Can't get rid of me now. I'm the only one who knows how to flip the switch on the stand mixer. So it I'm the on. only one that knows how to put the plug in. <laughs> I'm the only one that knows how to lock the bowl into yeah, exactly. the setting. Exactly. I'm the only one who knows where I keep the, the paddle attachment. Yeah. I sleep yeah. with it in my pillow. It is it is true. I don't know where we kept the paddle attachment and he pulled it out of like seemingly nowhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's called an anchor attachment. He's trying to keep you with this by hiding the attachment. Uh okay, so Seth you needed Seth's help to set up well, your mixer. I mean, he he, uh, he just like he wanted to help. It was like a bread thing. So I feel like whenever there's like flour involved, he's like he just sort of like appears he's like the you know he's like the sword of, of gryffindor he appears <laughs> when you need it i i loved this recipe i have to say it's like one of my favorite things i've made on recipe club in a really long time the dough came together so easy it you just all you have to do is like i mean just like quote unquote like proof it for like 10 minutes i mean it's it's super quick it makes a lot of tortillas you know, I had like a stack of like wheat tortillas that I bought and the these homemade tortillas that I made and I like made a little filling to eat with them. And I like ate one with the flat with the wheat tortilla and it was so bad. And I realized like, you know, it's like this tortilla just like totally made that dish. Like it tasted really rich. 
you know, had it, but not too rich. It had like a little tang to it. I almost wish I would have maybe experimented with putting more yogurt in it. I also wish that the dough had a little bit more salt. Like if they could go back, yeah. I would add a little bit more salt to the dough for sure. But like they were so flaky and buttery. They cooked really beautifully with like the golden brown spots on both sides. We ended up rolling them out like really, really thin, like almost so that you could, they were transparent. And that just like made for like a delicious tortilla that was like a little crisp on the outside, but just like sort of once you tore it open, it just like flaked and was so soft and like had just a beautiful chew. I like, I, I, I really, I, I thought this recipe was fantastic and a keeper and just like a reminder of like, wow, homemade tortillas aren't that an- annoying to make at home. And like having a stack in your fridge is just like a game changer. Chris, are you surprised that Seth did not laminate these tortillas? <laughs> And then turn it into a laminated tortilla gingerbread house. (laughs) I am. Yeah, a tortilla cronut. He, um, (laughs) what what did you, what did you do for, did you use bison tallow? I used lard. Nice. Did you find like freshly rendered lard? Did you find the, the commercial box stuff? Just a big old tub of lard. (laughs) A big old Chris. It's so triggering. Honestly, <laughs> it's like so triggering to hear tub of lard. Uh, Dave, what about you? Uh, in my newfound, uh, you know, come to Jesus moment, I'm I'm cooking everything by the book, by the by the recipe. Wow, this is this is two weeks in a row for me. Until I didn't, and and that's when I decided I was going to add more yogurt and more salt because just through intuition, I said mm, maybe, and I cut the recipe in half too. Because yep, I, I didn't same. need to make as much, but then I probably added um, third of a cup. What's a third of a cup plus a quarter of a cup? I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's pretty much what I added. <laughs> someone do the 50%. math. So yeah, someone do the math. So you added about you added a, almost double the yogurt, but halved the the flour. Like no, you I didn't really double the yogurt. It. I added a third of a cup, and then I added a quarter of a cup. Okay, but you did less flour than it called for. I did half the flour. Okay. Okay. So you did you, you up the proportion of the yogurt quite a bit, is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I I scaled back on the water. Right. I also did not have manteca. I did not have bison tallow because Trader Joe's does not sell these things. <laughs> Neither does Bristol Farms that I could find. And every other supermarket was too far away. So I decided to buy bacon. I put mm-hmm. the bacon in the any day extracted all the the i also had some leftover bacon fat in a tub i always save it in a deli container and honestly that was enough fat so i had no had no need to microwave a whole tray of bacon so um i added way more fat too because i was uh might as well just add it all in there anyway <laughs> i also didn't know that you needed a stand mixer because I read the directions as I was making it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I decided to tra- channel um, all my years, many years ago, making soba. And I just used my hands to be the paddles of death. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. Um, and I rolled them out. I think you needed to really dust, dust it heavily with flour. Uh, the first one I decided to try to make it extremely thin. And then I realized that was going to be way too much work. So I 
I, and it was also extremely uh, misshapen, the first one. Yes. And then oh, my you, God. Amoeba. All of mine are misshapen. There's a fucking amoeba. And then um, if you go for a little thinner, more like a, a what you might get at a supermarket tortilla, flour tortilla th- thickness, it's actually quite easy to roll out and to have it as a as a uh, a shape that actually resembles, you know, 3.14. And... <laughs> That's not how pi works. Five nine two six seven eight nine or nine or nine or seven five whatever whatever, and again, uh, it, it, there's so much fat in it that I didn't. You don't need to put oil or anything. Um, was I honestly while making it? I I said to myself, "Wow, this is really easy. I should make this more often." I think that if you added yeast, it might make it more interesting as well. I might screw around with that because I do a lot of flatbreads, mm. but I I, I enjoyed how easy it was to make. This was an extremely simple recipe. I think that if I fall, if I didn't tweak the, the, the ratios, it still would have worked out fine. I think you could err too much on the moistness of it all. If it's too moist, it's not going to roll out. And if it is, yep. you can just use more flour on the rolling out of it. You don't need a rolling pin. Um, I s- sort of smashed it out with my hand and then sort of went at it with a rolling pin. But then I just started, you could use a olive oil bottle or something like that. Uh, I think half the recipe made eight golf ball size or nine golf ball size uh, uh, tortillas. They were delicious. And the one thing I would say too is in the recipe, it said to use a Teflon nonstick with all of our Dr. Blonder, Steph Chang, Stanley Chang research and understanding. I didn't think that was the best choice. If that's the only pan you have totally, because if you're cooking in a nonstick skillet without food in it, you're going to ruin the nonstick elements. Mm-hmm. So I do, I would recommend using a, a, a cast iron or a, non, uh, a stainless steel because if you're cooking all those tortillas at a, at a you, you got to almost cook at a ripping high heat too, right? Like just below, I say medium high. Is that what you mm-hmm. guys use? Medium high? Yeah, I think I use Anything medium higher than high. medium, medium high, it's going to burn too quickly. But, and I also say even still, you're cooking it longer than 20 minutes, 20 seconds. That's what the recipe said for me. I cook mine for longer. Yeah. I think I did like, close to a minute on each side. Yeah, I think I did about 30 seconds on each side. Yeah. And what I did also was, because <laughs> my kitchen was smelling lovely of, of bacon, and I'm making their tortillas, I just thought to myself, this is an unholy combination, and, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I had some leftover salad, I had a vine tomato, I had some cute pea mayonnaise, and now I had all this crispy bacon that was in the any day. And I rolled it all up together with some QP, the lettuce, a really poorly chopped tomato, and uh, way too much bacon. And I made a bacon grease tortilla BLT. Yeah. Wow. And it was so good. Shibo, <laughs> Shibo Express BLT yeah. flour yeah. tortilla airport. wrap that you get at the airport. <laughs> but handmade. And let me but tell handmade. you. I mean, it was fucking delicious. It was so good. Oh my god! It was so good because it was almost the perfect. How how funny is it? We can go straight to the BLT. Things come full circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was perfect. It was like almost the perfect BLT. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm not. This is like not hyperbole. The reason why I thought it was perfect is if you're eating it straight from the fresh, because you just will never get it that fresh. It's ripping hot. What you want on a BLT is the textural contrast of the soft. And the bacon, but you also want the heat. I want the cool and hot contrast of the tomato. And you can never get the hot with a BLT. You just can't because the bread will never be that hot. 
the lettuce, you know, just the bacon will never be that hot. This was ripping hot, burning hot. And then to get that temperature contrast, I thought this was maybe the best BLT I ever had in my life. Wait, Dave, it is so funny that you said that because what I cooked to put inside my tortilla was <laughs> basically crumbled tofu that I cooked in hot sauce. <laughs> and you a bunch just of spices. Made your stupid tempeh <laughs> thing again. Unbelievable. It was delicious. I like made a nice little spice blend, toasted the spices, added the tofu, let it like get crispy, put in hot sauce, and also put in water so that it was like it diluted it. It was awesome. It was delicious. And I'm, I, I, I'm just saying, Chris, this is the best BLT. This recipe is fantastic in and of itself. But on top of it, if you choose to actually make your own bacon grease for this recipe. And also, surprisingly, it didn't smell bacony. I thought it was going to overpower it. It didn't at mm. all. It was fucking phenomenal. So much that Grace had one and I had one. And then I made another one later. And I... <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, Three, it's, it's, it's so delicious that I am 100% going to go make one after I've done this podcast. Like, that's how good it sounds. I don't even know what it is. I mean, I love that the bacon fat integrated, right? Because we talked on the BLT episode about, like, can you get a little bacon fat onto your bread and then blah, blah, blah. Like, if it's already this integrated, it. that You're sounds amazing. Integrated. It's, it, it is the BLT, except it's that it's, un- you know, it's, it's, it's not yeasted. It's, you know, yeah. it's not non, non, non-leavened dough. I'm dead serious, Chris. This is the best fucking BLT. This is what <laughs> people need to know. I'm gonna make I don't want to piss off people that make flour tortillas because I don't think this is what it was meant for at all. And I don't want any disrespect now, but my fucking God. Dude. I'm telling you, this was the best thing I ate <laughs> in a long time. In a really long time. Uh, did you find, I mean, I guess you don't have a point of comparison, but like I was, my experience was the same as Priya's where. I, I, I added more salt than it asked for, but I think this thing can take even more salt. Like you probably got a little bit from your bacon fat, Chang. And I also thought like, especially for a recipe that we're trying to like feature yogurt in, I should have added more yogurt. And I think Dave, like 50-50 water yogurt probably is like closer to what would have been good. But did you feel like the yogurt made a difference? I don't know. I don't know what the difference was because I don't have that much history of of making it flour. But I will say that it was a really nice consistency. And <laughs> The reason why this BLT might even make more sense, Chris, it almost was like Peking duck with mm-hmm. the crispiness of the bacon in it and the super, super hot pancake. Right. The ultra thin, super hot pancake to me is like, you know, I, th- that that was like, that's the benefit really of like making your own is like not only the customization, but like the freshness, like Dave said, like hot out of the pan, immediately surrounding yeah, whatever so you're eating. Good. Holy cow. Yeah. So, so I, I know that I said that the, one we made with Rachel Kong was the best recipe we've ever made. And it very well may be the heavyweight champ, but this recipe itself with addition of the BLT for me is fitting. It could be the intercontinental champion. (laughs) What was, what was the Rachel recipe? It was a wine. It was a margarita sangria. No, it was not a margarita. It just tasted like a margarita. It's just wine with tequila. Yeah, basically. It was the best recipe of all time. <laughs> I uh, I had a pretty similar experience. I, I also saw this and I was like four cups of flour is a ton. Like you can scale this thing. The rolling, like it's a sticky dough. You do have to like be pretty generous with like the flouring just to keep it from getting super misshapen. The first one I made, I completely forgot what a tortilla was. And I just like left it in the pan and I was like, this thing is hard as a rock. I think like 30 <laughs> seconds is the way to do it. Like you're actually not, 
you know, if you look at a bag of tortillas, they're not browned and toasted yet, right? Yeah. Like a, a perfectly cooked You're not turning into a quesadilla yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're not making a quesadilla, especially in a dry pan. I didn't do mine in Teflon either. I don't I don't think that the nonstick breaks any, brings anything. These don't stick to the pan at, at all for me when I put I put it in there. I also got like there's also did you guys use I just like use my fingers to cook and and spin these around, which like, you know, you get a little burnt, but whatever. I also like there's an opportunity when the thing hits the pan to kind of like <laughs> reshape it a little bit too, which I think is nice. Um, we ate ours. Ruby Ruby's obsessed with like <laughs> some version of Ribolita and Keith only eats meatballs. So I just combined them into one soup. And I think underrated, you know, like people don't, I think people think of tortillas only as wraps, but I think like as a accompaniment for like a soup, like a birria or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so fucking good as like a dipping thing. And so, you know, we just, I just did tortillas on the side of soup with little, you know, albundigas type of meatballs. And it was very delicious. Um, I, I, I wonder, I wonder about the yogurt. Priya, did you have any thoughts on whether you think the yogurt made a difference? I don't know. I, I could taste, I, I, I could taste the flavor of the yogurt a little bit. It was like not pronounced, but I could like taste a little bit of tang that I think prevented it from just tasting like a really, really rich tortilla. I also, I don't know, I like maybe I'm making this up, but like the tortilla had like a little bit of stretch. It had a little bit of moisture. I'm I'm wondering if that came from mm-hmm. from the if the yogurt helped that. I, or, I like this recipe or, so. Or or Chris, somebody that helped Priya could have overworked the dough <laughs> and developed gluten because that's one thing the recipe said over and over again. Be very we didn't, careful. We didn't do that. We didn't oh, do that. Well, it's what, what I'm just saying, Chris. You know what? Help means. <laughs> One extra set of hands working the dough. So that means you overwork the dough by 2x what you normally would have. So theoretically, as Sherlock fucking Chang, you guys develop gluten. Listen, I actually think that I think Chang is right because you think about it this way. If nobody has ever helped somebody else cooking without stirring it a few more times than the person previously had already stirred it. That always happens. If, I, if mine is perfectly stirred and I'm like, Dave, what do you think? He's going to stir it a couple more times. Yeah. That's what Seth, Seth did. Seth ruined Listen, it. Listen, you guys can watch the video. Seth, you overworked he, the dough, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, hey, <laughs> this just in breaking breaking news here. Priya, your dad sent us his recipe anyway for <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Breaking news here at the Recipe Club news desk. Priya, Priya's dad sent in the following. Uh, here's his head note. Priya tells me I am too late to make this submission, but since I typed it up. (laughs) Uh, Savory yogurt snack. Hello, this is Priya's dad, so this submission will likely be tossed out. But here goes anyway. No need for fancy, complicated recipes. Yogurt is one of the most elemental, complete, and wholesome. Dad, it's fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> yogurt is one of the most elemental, complete, and wholesome foods. Wholesome of all foods. I have been making my own yogurt now for over thirty years. Have yogurt by itself, and you will get all the. <laughs> Your fucking dad is in the pocket of big yogurt, man. This dude is getting paid by Do- D- Danian. We'll get all the benefit and satisfaction of a great food. But if you must modify yogurt, if you must modify yogurt, then I propose what I have been doing for the 30 plus aforementioned years. Krishna's world famous savory yogurt. One cup of yogurt, any kind, but any kind, but plain. I think he means just, it has to be plain, but any brand. A quarter teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of red chili powder, a quarter teaspoon fresh coarse ground black pepper, 
half to one teaspoon of roasted and coarse ground cumin seed add to taste. You can't go wrong with this, but please use freshly roasted to dark brown and ground cumin. Uh, uh, basically, you mix them all together. You top off with roasted cumin and uh, <laughs> you now have yogurt and four ingredients ready for consumption. Enjoy a savory snack or as a dip for crackers, veggies, pita, whatever. He sent it in anyway, Priya, and it sounds pretty damn good. I've had this. It's really good. <laughs> Priya, make this make this for us and send us another video of your of your <laughs> No, let's get your dad to do it. Let's get your dad to make it for us. Yeah, let's you know what he already knows how to take videos. I, I he know does, this. he yeah, we know my dad is a video expert. So So let us just do a uh, unedited from start to finish. Yeah. He doesn't have to show us the the making of the yogurt, but a finished yogurt. And we want a, a live uncut from start to finish of this dish, and we will post it. Yeah. Would you think he'll do that for us? I think so, but you guys have to ask him. <laughs> well, well, I was asking him right now, so <laughs> when was, you listen to this. <laughs> I was late to Mr. RSVP for your wedding, and I got in trouble, so I'm not... Yeah, also, if you don't RSVP to my wedding, you will be hearing from him <laughs> again soon. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're, we're going to convince we're gonna convince him to make his world-famous savory yogurt as a video. We're going to post it along with all of our other... Uh, recipe club videos next week we're doing a fourth of july episode with a special guest and priya you're coming back soon you've still got three items left on your season draft board where do you want to go you got tomatoes green beans and peanut butter is it i'm wondering tomato season isn't until like later in the summer right or even southern california it's year round yeah 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 whatever whatever (laughs) i think that like you could safely start buying tomatoes a month from now Okay, Here. let's do let's do green beans then. Or do you want to do Dave? Do you want to do peanut no, butter next? I, you know what? I'm sad saddened by peanut butter because it seems like Gus has a pretty severe peanut allergy. Oh no! Okay, so no peanut butter, green beans. It is. Yeah, well, he's, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Uh, there's a chance that'll grow out of it, but in general, this is my first time dealing with it. I'm like, oh, you know, it's fine, but it's more as my understanding of him being able to potentially miss out on delicious things you know made me made like me the sad. first time you have to confront that notion that he won't yeah. get to taste everything you want to taste yeah. no i feel that that sucks but green bees is a fresh canned or frozen i think that the i think it's wide open unless you want to restrict it to one or the other no i no i think i i think it's it's wide open whatever people want to submit dehydrated <laughs> Maybe maybe you'll make green bean sourdough, Dave. <laughs> you're, you're poolish from green beans this time. Uh, all right, lots lots to look forward to from everybody. Any uh, any closing tortilla thoughts from you guys? This was a great recipe, and I can't speak highly enough about the BLT aspect that turned into this. Um, oh yeah, legitimately, shockingly, <laughs> so fucking good. So, I can't even explain how good it was. Dave has, d- Dave has done your job of, of encouraging our listenership to make this recipe. You got any other closing statements Wait, on is that? Is there still voting on this though, right, Chris? There's going to be voting on who, who it's going to be basically which recipe gets made by the most people at the end of the season. So let's just put a ceiling on this. Make it after we vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dave heavily encourages you to, to place, to send your ballot after the deadline. <laughs> Bree, you got any? You got any more pleas for the listenership? I mean, I think that like in the in the seasons of Recipe Club, this is one of my favorite recipes I've made ever. Just from like 
like it gets all marks in like deliciousness, like ease and like sort of just straightforwardness of recipe. Like I literally only had to go out and buy one ingredient. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weak endorsement. Dave. Yeah. It's not, not nearly as strong as Rachel Kong's amazing. <laughs> endorsement. Oh one God. of her, one of her favorite recipes from the seasons of recipe club. That's like, <laughs> That's I mean, we've, we've made so many recipes on recipe club and the fact that this is like i feel like this is this is the one that like i'd be most likely to make like it's like this and chris that dip from the dips episode those mm-hmm. are like those are my two favorites that i've ever made on recipe club well i'll tell you what this is a hell of a lot better than that tempeh thing this is a much I, much better i still recipe. loved the tempeh thing <laughs> that's a good but th- i mean but this was i i was really I was just like so jazzed about this and just like the way that having these tortillas in my fridge just like vastly improved my week cannot be overstated. Chris, do you think that, uh, who do you think the top three votes will be for most cooked recipes so far? I I think that, I think that I wish that Gustavo's was up there, but I feel like it's going to, I think there's too many, too many. It's too much. I think the wine, the wine Rachel's one. is number one. Rachel's. This one will be up there. Um, this is in the top three, but I think every single person that is on Discord is, has made Rachel's tequila margarita. I feel like that, you know, the, I, I wonder if the sausage plat will get some momentum for just being the first one. I think people liked the to beat, but it was like mm-hmm. a lot of more people made that to beat than I thought would make it because that was a, a lot of people made that thing. Okay. But this is top. This will be so in the you're top saying, three. You're saying Priya potentially is two top fives. Oh, Dave is just stirring the pot. <laughs> he loves to pit me and Rachel again. Loves to pit women against each other. Classic Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I'm trying to pit. I'm trying to have Rachel win. <laughs> He's actually trying to have Gustavo win, who's not even a regular on the show. That's his ultimate dream. Is some a guest? A guest walks away with the win. Well. People, you should make this one. Our jokes aside, let's legitimately, it's delicious one. and um, super simple. I will be making this. All, uh, I, won't, I don't know a lot, but every time I make flatbread, which is probably now hmm, minimum once a month, I might just omit the flour and make it into a tortilla with yogurt, which I yeah. always have it on hand because it was a really great recipe. I didn't know it was one of those recipes when you make and you're like, oh my god, I made this. Mm-hmm. You know, especially yep. when you see it cooking and it puffs up, and you're like, whoa. That's an mm-hmm. exciting moment. Yes. When totally. you can take a bite into it and it's almost like a pita. These are the small victories in life. Yeah. All right. Give us five stars. Leave a positive review. It really makes a difference. Subscribe to uh, our newsletter. Join the Discord server. Check out the YouTube page. Do all of the things and make these tortillas. It's really good. See you soon.